Hello and welcome to the Sports Grade Podcast. My name is Ryan Walker and with me as always is the courageous Ruben Williams. How are you, mate? G'day, Ryan. I'm fantastic. Thank you. I always love your adjectives. They're too kind some of the time and particularly on this occasion. <laughs> I thought courageous suited us today because uh, it has been a big couple of weeks. You've been very courageous around <laughs> the office. So I thought get a bit of energy up for you. Oh, thank you. Ha- happy to bring that presence if, if required. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Let's get cracking. Awesome bite size. Um, But before we do, if you want to learn more about who we are, feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn or if you want to ask us any questions, jump into our community, which is live, as we mentioned last episode. A shout out to all of our members in the community right now. It is going great guns. So we're so stoked to have you involved. Uh, If you want to get your foot in the door of the sports industry, hire people quickly and easily or learn from the best in the world. There really is something for everyone inside. So get involved with the Sports Grade community. A quick word from our good friends at Deakin University, Ruse. We know we can't do any podcast episode without their support. Absolutely not. So we're going to start today with a quick tip um, to get a job in sport. We know there's a lot of people out there who are wanting those. If you're currently studying or you've just finished studying, having postgrad qualification as we know in sports management on your resume can give you a huge leg up on uh, on other potential candidates applying for the same role so if you want to pump up your resume get specialized knowledge in sport behavior law marketing ethics finance governance and strategy wowee take a look at deacon's postgrad qualifications their master's business in sports management is not one but the best one in australia ranked at number one. So that is huge. Add a postcode to your resume. That's our tip for uh, the episode today. Fantastic there by Deacon. I still remember some of those subjects when I was back at Deacon. There's a lot there, isn't there? A lot, lot to delve into. So very, very impressive stuff. Today, we are talking about six times networking has changed our careers. Uh, we both know networking has played a huge role in our careers. So I'm excited for this episode because there's some good stories mm. to take away. So take us through a bit of the background behind this one. Yeah, for sure. Well, Ryan, we tell our listeners all the time that 80% of jobs live in the hidden job market and that who you know is much more important than what you know. So yep. to give people a bit bit of belief, bit of inspiration and show them how it works in real life, um, we thought we would share three of the occasions each where networking has changed our lives. And I'm going to kick us off by going way back to my uni days, where I was at our beloved friends at Deakin University. And um, the first time networking changed my life was when I was on the committee of a student society. We were organizing a networking event and it was my job to invite guests along to the night. And I had the email address of a bloke called Wayne Oswald. And I shot him an email and said, hey, come along. And he said, yep, no worries, see you there. And on the night, I thought, I'm going to go up to Wayne, I'm going to say hi, I'm going to say thank you for coming, I'm going to get to know him. That didn't happen. I got to the night and was too scared too scared to approach him. <laughs> I thought, I'll just get to him later, I'll get to him later, I'll find a time eventually. Didn't happen. The next day, I woke up and I was like feeling pretty crap about myself because I'd just put off seeing Wayne. And I thought, all right, I better call him. I better find time to have a coffee with him as well. So I called him up. And as I was getting ready to call him, I just completely shut down. 
And the same feelings that I had the night before of being too scared and thinking he's too important, he's got too many better things to be doing than mm. spending time with me, all came rushing back. And so I spent the next 25 minutes on the phone walking around my backyard trying to press call but could not bring myself to do so because I was too scared to call Wayne. <laughs> and eventually I got out of my way, pressed the call button, Wayne picked up. He said, yep, love to have a coffee. At the end of the coffee, he said, Ruben, let's do it again next week. Halfway through that coffee, he said, hey, Ruben, I want you to fill the role of football operations manager at Paran Junior Football Club. And that just kind of set my career yeah. on path. And five years later, he's still an incredible mentor. I speak to him, you know, fortnightly, if not weekly, yeah. just to chat about things and bounce all the important, um, you know, decisions off him. And so had I not been involved in the committee, had I not made the effort to call him, I would not know Wayne and I would not have been able to lean on some of his great advice over the years to get to where I am right now. It's a great sliding door moment. Mm. What, um, what made you email him like at the very beginning? Mm. Why did you think him? I, I literally just had his email address from a high-performance program I was a part of. I was doing some footy yep. stuff in the gym and he was a part of that. So I literally just had his email by chance. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's it often happens like that. Mm. It just things happen. They fall yeah. into place. Absolutely. Very nice. So that so that opportunity led to volunteering grassroots, which gave me something to talk about when I got to Cricket Australia. Yep. Another person who helped my interview when I got to Cricket Australia was a guy called Joel Morrison. At the time he was the commercial and operations manager of the Big Bash Leagues. He's now the CEO of Cricket NT. And I also met him on that same networking night. However, it took me a month or two to follow him up, whereas Wayne was the next day. And uh, I had a bit more confidence after the experience with Wayne, so I went and had coffee with Joel. And this is probably January 2017. We just, you know, talked about things, got Mm. to know a bit about what he does. Um. I caught up with him in the middle of the year, so we're talking July 2017. Then when we get to September later that year and Cricket Australia called me in for an interview, he was my go-to man inside CA to ask the questions of, to try and get an understanding of what I was in for. And so I called him up and I said to him, hey, I'm interviewing for the role of digital commercial assistant. What's important? What should I look out for? What do you know about my future manager? What do you know about my department? Can you help? Yeah, give me the inside word. And so we spent 45 minutes on the phone together. I still remember I was working a lifeguarding shift at Xavier College and I (laughs) went into one of like the empty classrooms to talk to Joel for 40 minutes. And um, he was an incredible help. I went into the interview. It was booked for half an hour. The interview lasted one hour. Two hours later, got the call up to say, congratulations, you've got the job. And I don't think... I could have done that without the help that Joel provided me. So that networking night proved to be quite fruitful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like everything's coming back to that <laughs> night. <laughs> the sliding doors of all sliding doors. Yeah, seriously. Awesome. Um, so Wayne helped me get the volunteer experience. Joel helped me get my foot in the door. Once I got to CA and I was working in the digital and commercial departments, part of my role there was to help the T20 World Cup team. Now, they were trying to advertise across all the Cricket Australia sites, and uh, which meant that I led to become quite close with um, the marketing manager, Teresa Bazil, and she's now the general manager of digital and marketing of the T20 
uh, World Cup. And at the same time, I also got to know the T20, the broader team quite well as well. So, and that included Ali Durkis, who's the head of HR down there. And so for about, uh, you know, a couple of years, I was in and out of the office speaking with them quite regularly, ended up doing a secondment with the T20 World Cup um, and, uh, you know, really got to know them quite well. So then uh, early, sorry, late last year, October 2021, about a year after we've started to do sports grad, um, the marketing team is looking to build its team back up again, leading into the delayed 2022 World Cup. And Ali gave me a call and said, hey, Ruben, we just need some help with the marketing team for about six to eight weeks. Can you do it? And I was like, let me think about it first, but sure, I'm open to the idea. And then Teresa gave me a call and she was like, hey, this is what we need done. It'd be great to have you in here. Um, you know, have you got some time? And... Uh, eventually I was like, you know what, this is an incredible opportunity to work with one of the biggest tournaments in the world. Let's give it a go. Um, And so we ended up working with the T20 World Cup for on a a short contract. But, um, you know, that probably doesn't happen unless I've spent a lot of time Mm -hmm. down in the T20 World Cup offices, have made the effort to do good work, have made the effort to get to know them. Um, And then eventually, you know, they were able to fill that role through a quick call because they – know me they can trust i can do the job and uh so yeah had i not got heavily involved with the t20 world cup while i was at cricket australia then this contract later on would never have come up yeah i reckon if you if you didn't come down and visit me at 128 <laughs> jolly Mott a few times a week might not happen either yes <laughs> you you're a good reason for me to come down and see the t20 world cup team Absolutely. more often <laughs> I, I always remember scotty tutton saying gee rouge comes down here a bit i'm like well you know He's come to see me, of course. So it's just in comparison to a lot of other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so those are three occasions where networking has greatly changed my career. But um, how about yourself? You've got a few st- stories to share too. I do. I do. The first one I'll start with was um, I won't go in chronological order like you, <laughs> <laughs> but this is a really uh, an interesting one, but something that gave me a lot of, I guess, just experience of like the inside of a of a business really when i was um when i came to melbourne i did my postgrad uh, i did a grad cert in marketing and it was sort of coming to the end of that and i was like okay what am i going to do i had sort of like you know i had i want to do sport i want to i love startups but i'm doing this marketing degree so maybe i should go into marketing so i was just randomly looking across the internet at what are some like small or like niche sort of marketing firms either melbourne or sydney or whatever it was and i came across this firm called little marketing quite ironic (laughs) and i quite literally um i just kind of messaged a guy called michael carver who um was like the nicest person in the world, like just responded straight away. It was like, hey, I basically said like, I'm finishing my degree here. I would love to grab a coffee and just understand what you guys do. Um, I was living in North Melbourne at the time and he said, no worries, would love to go to coffee. Let's meet at auction rooms, which was literally my favourite cafe around the corner from <laughs> North Melbourne. Um, let's go to coffee then. So I went and just had a chat to him. And then he ended up saying, hey, like, so I, might have been, I think it was a week later, but he's like, 
in a week, like the whole team is coming down to Melbourne from Sydney because they were Sydney-based. And we'd love you to come along and be a part of our team planning day. So I literally just met them in the city in the morning, had breakfast with this random new team that I'd never <laughs> met before. I was like full-blown nervous. <laughs> but when it had brekkie with them, was involved in their like team day where he'd like get me involved and like ask me questions about what I think. Yeah. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, this is actually what, what happens out there. Um, and then that night they were actually going to a little, an awards night as well. Um, and although we didn't win an award that night, I was sort of part of the team. Um, and the funny thing was my interview for CA was the next day. <laughs> but it actually, that gave me a bit of confidence in that like, you know, the day before it's like, well, you went and, participated in this team day so like mm. you can speak to somebody you've never met before so that was crazy to see what happens in a in a marketing firm Jeez. it all happened really quickly but yeah he's been a great guy been thrust into the team day and been asked your opinion immediately yeah. <laughs> i was just like uh yeah that <laughs> just give my opinion <laughs> was not sure if it was right or wrong but anyway that was a good experience nice one um my second one was when I, I finished at Revo in Perth and a good friend of mine, Andrew Holder, who was, he's the director of, of Revo Sport over there, um, you know, they sort of said like, okay, you're going to Melbourne, like do you need any, any work? Like do you know what you want to do? Um, and I said, oh, yeah, like I, I will, but I haven't thought about it yet and I'll probably do it when I get over there. And he's like, don't worry, speak to um, – Speak to this person who was like a family member of, of Noddy's and sorry, Andrew, what's his nickname? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, just message message Cara. And I said, All right, I'll message Cara. And I, I'd worked with Cara's brother at Revo. And I said, Hey, like they said to get in touch, like what you may have some work in Melbourne for me. And it wasn't Cara, but it was someone else, and that is Andrew Payne, who's here, who runs social sport which for those who want to play some social netball and basketball and whatever, head, on, head over to social sport. Um, so I messaged him and I said, hey, like, you know, I'm basically doing the same job in Perth. Would love to, like, come and grab a coffee. And he's like, oh, good timing. We're actually looking for someone right now. <laughs> so he's like, come in for an interview next week. When I had the interview, felt pretty relaxed because I'd spoken to him before and ended up getting the job. So that was kind of like you know, a bit of support here in Melbourne. And I was able to mm. talk about that experience as well um, when I got to CA. But, like, how easy is that, right? Yeah, That's just, just one to one to one. And it's like you're two steps away from getting a job. Absolutely. So, and that's kind of how we get all our podcast guests. You just talk to one guest and they introduce you to the next one. You've got one thing. job, they've introduced you to the next job. Totally. Totally. So that was awesome. Um, and that was, it was great fun being a part of social sport as well. Beautiful. Um the last one is probably the one that was most the earliest in my career when I wanted to be a player manager. I still love player management, but at the time I, was, I loved it. Um, and I had an old footy coach who had coached my brother but also myself in, in year 11. Um, he, his name is Paul Pios. Um, you know, I, I obviously knew him in school, but he, he didn't coach in year 12. So I hadn't spoken to him in probably a couple of years. Um, I think I, I emailed him completely cold. I think it was literally, I think my mum 
would have said, why don't you get in touch with Paul Peels? He does plan management. Mums are good like that. They're so good like that. that and <laughs> they'll think, they just think, yeah, that's fine. Totally normal. Just go <laughs> message him. It's totally fine. It's not to- it is totally fine, but it's harder than that. Anyway, so I gathered up the courage to email him. And again, I just said, love player management. Would love to get a coffee with you um, just to chat about it. I think I, I think I started the email with, I'm not sure if you remember me. And he responded, <laughs> like, of course I remember you. Like, why are you being like that? Anyway, got a coffee with him. Um, and literally after that, he... You know, he said, happy for you to come into my office a couple of times a week, help us on the weekends, got to go and, you know, watch local waffle footy for sort of Colts to league to look at some talent that I could look at. And it was unreal. Like it was it was literally like you were part of the part of the um the, the business. So that was unreal. And it literally is off again, off the back of a, a cold email. Um but I guess the, the theme amongst, well, probably two of them, probably the little marketing one was a little bit, you know, completely random. Mm. But I think everybody knows someone who knows someone. Mm. If, if you're looking deep enough, you'll find someone who knows someone that can help you. Yep. So that, that that's what happened for those those last two. It's like they were like within touching distance within my network, but mm. you just had to almost – one, you just have to go and have a crack at it. And two, you just have to ask someone for help to get there. Or if you know someone, I think there's a there's a lesson in that whenever you're meeting someone new is to ask them, can you introduce me to someone else? Totally. Because there's always someone, I guarantee it. Absolutely. And if you think you don't know anyone who knows anyone, we talked about it last episode, but mm. grassroots sports have got incredible networks. Yeah. And, and even like, yeah, like the Revo one, like I know Andrew Holder through grassroots sport because my brother played cricket with him. Yeah. And, you know, you've just grown up. Revo Sports is a, you know, a place for grassroots sport. You go and train, you play all types of sports. So that's just, that's exactly grassroots sport, a perfect example right there. Mm. So, yeah, there we go. Beautiful. Who knows? We might never be here right now without those six stories. <laughs> I don't think we would. I don't think we would. The, because if we didn't have them, we wouldn't have got to CA, then we wouldn't have met, then yeah. we never would have potted. Yeah. <laughs> so, and COVID would never have happened. The nah. world just wouldn't have worked like that. No, nah. so. bloke in China would never have eaten a bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we might wrap it up. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. Find us on LinkedIn, plus be sure to jump into the SportsGate community. It really is awesome. We'd love to chat with you on there. You can find a link to do so in our show notes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.